I'm talking to Dana Siegelman. Dana, um, I know about you because of your activist work, and you just had a hit and run. So let's start with that. Well, um, I'm grateful to be alive. I um, It could have been so much worse. I was wearing a helmet, and um, my helmet was badly scraped up through the center, but my face actually took a beating. I have stitches in my neck and um, some abrasions to the right side of my face, but if I had been wearing a helmet, um, it would have been so much worse. So I really want to encourage people to wear helmets. I mean, I'm looking at the statistics, and most of the people that are hurt in hit and runs or in these kind of freak accidents um, are children, and so I just want to encourage parents to really enforce their kids to wear helmets and just make it unacceptable to wear to ride their bike without one because it's just you never know, you just never know. So, yeah, I'm grateful yeah. to be talking to you, and hopefully, we can encourage people and make a difference. I think a lot of people who are involved in hit and run activism get involved the way that you're getting involved. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so and you that's okay. That, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's okay that, that good things come out of bad things because all it does is it brings us brings us all closer together. And, you know, if I can help save a life, I mean, my life was spared. So if I can help save a life because of what happened to me, I am so grateful. And that's that's what really matters is that we always make sure that Anytime something bad happens, we try to utilize it and make it for the good. You know, learn something from it and teach others what we've learned. So that's that's what we're doing. So what happened? You were riding home? Yeah, I was riding home from a cafe. I took Atlantic Avenue. And before I decided to take Atlantic Avenue, I, I took a moment to ponder whether I should take this isolated bike path along the river. Um, certainly there wouldn't be any cars to to worry about, but the fact that it was going to be after sundown and I'm a female and, um, you know, we have some sketchy characters that hang out in those areas and deal drugs late at night. And, I mean, I've, I've passed them while they are doing that before. So this isn't like I'm making up in my mind a crazy mm-hmm. scenario that's, not true. It it is true, and it's unfortunate. So I made that that decision for myself that I would take this street instead of this isolated path um, to go home. And um, I also knew if anything happened to me on that isolated path, there wouldn't be anyone to to, to call nine one one. And so for me, I thought I made the smart decision, and I want to you know give people. I want to give people the best decision possible. I want people to know that there is a there is a straightaway path for them, you know, in all corners of the city. And maybe it's a little bit out of their way, but it's safe, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the best, especially for females or children, you know, that don't want to ride on an isolated path that might not be the safest place for them at night. So. Yeah. yeah. But what happened? Well, I was 
hit from behind by a speeding car. So this car was going over the speed limit um, for sure. I was wearing a flashing vest. I have two um, lights, breaker lights, on the back of my bike that were on. And um, I was, I think what happened was the car actually hit my left leg and sliced it open. I went unconscious, mm. and but when I hit the ground, so I flew off the bike onto the sidewalk, and when I hit the ground, I came to um, my backpack is what braced my fall, but I, all, I at that point I didn't know that I had hit my head. Um, I found that out later once I saw my face. But um, I certainly rolled because I I fell in so many different areas. My arms were totally scraped up. My lower back was, uh, I have abrasions to my lower back. Um, the only thing that really went unscarred was my right leg, but even my right knee got bumped. So I really rolled. Um, and I didn't see the car. I did hear it speeding away. Um, there was a witness that tried to run after it. He was very angry and but wonderful people were there. They called 911, and um, they they gave me water. And it was just, you know, I was very blessed that there were people around, and so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. It's amazing every time I hear it that people do that, that they will leave the scene of where they just hit somebody. Right. And, I mean, this person, unfortunately, I would love to meet because I'm not mad at them, you know, and I, w- I want them to know that I'm alive. I mean, the last thing I want is someone you know, living with the thought that they might have killed someone. I mean, that's a horrible thought. And I'd much rather them know, one, that I'm not mad at them, two, that I've totally forgiven them, and three, that I'm alive, you know. I I, I feel almost worse for them to have to live with, oh, my God, did I just kill someone, and I can't turn myself in because I'm so afraid. I I, I just wish that... They would, because if they would, then they would know that I'm okay and that I'm not upset and that everything is fine. And and, and just holding the, themselves accountable is huge um, because we have to hold ourselves accountable. No one else is going to do it for us. Um, unless the law enforcement officers find out who it is, um, which they don't seem to be very adamant about, I, I've, I've noticed that... Um, you know, the hit and runs have gone up in L.A. County. The statistics show that it's just going up and up. Cyclists are becoming more endangered instead of safer, which is ridiculous because it should be the opposite. You know, there should be better traffic laws for cyclists, better lanes, um, video cameras to make sure, you know, in these areas where there have been many hit and runs and they know and they know which areas these are. There are four areas in L.A., that are, um, you know, high tropic areas where this happens and more often than in other areas. And mm-hmm. um, there's no reason they shouldn't have video cameras to protect people. Um, so I think there's a lot that can be done, um, a lot that can be done to encourage people to ride their bikes and, and also encourage them to wear their safety gear. I mean, I had all the safety gear on, and I'm pretty sure that's what saved my life plus my laptop computer. I'm very blessed. And you had a great idea for Apple to use for their advertising. Do you want to share that? Yeah. um, I actually was wearing um, a backpack with my Apple MacBook Pro from 2007 on my back. So 
it's a seven-year-old computer. Um, and what's amazing is I landed on my back. I flew off my bike, landed on my back, hit my head, and many other parts of my body. But if I hadn't been wearing my backpack with that computer in it, I could have foreseeably broken my back. Um, the computer, it looks like a cartoon computer now. It's all curvy and wavy and bent up. Um, but it works. And so I was thinking, you know, how remarkable would it be to get Apple involved in trying to further the message of, I mean, obviously that their computers are durable and last a long time, but to help put some money into the effort of saving the earth, getting people to to ride their bikes safely, to, um, you know, create more bicycle lanes and better laws, um, we could definitely use... Um, a big corporation like that in advocacy. So I'm planning to call them and write them and see if I can't spark their interest in, you know, a campaign to, to further the message and to keep bicyclists safe. That's an amazing idea. Um, and you have a lot of experience, right, in, in doing things like that. I do. Right now, I've been working on a Kickstarter campaign um, to help free my father. He's a political prisoner. Um, he was targeted by um, the Bush administration and um, was an outspoken, out, outspoken Democrat in the South um, where it's not popular to be a Democrat. And he was targeted and wrongly targeted and convicted. And so I've been advocating for his release for for also seven years, actually, since 2007, since he was first sentenced. Um, so this Kickstarter campaign is actually a documentary about the case. It exposes so many of the injustices, and people can support that at um, free-dawn.org. So that's free-dawn.org. And, um, God, I would be very grateful for their support. I mean, that's something I've been working on for a very long time. And, you know, I take up a lot of issues, not just my father's, I mean, peace in the Middle East, but now, of course, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be an advocate for, for, uh, you know, people that are hit, you know, by cars on their bikes because, I mean, we don't want to discourage people from, you know, riding their bikes. We want to, we want to make that something that's safe and, and enjoyable for, all ages, so I'm really, really going to try to get behind this movement as well. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's good. It's going to be good to have you. I mean, you remember uh, Vier, Mayor Villaraigosa turned out to be a good bike advocate after he got hit. Oh gosh, yeah, and see when it happens to people like that, and just it, it's. I don't know if it's God or the universe, but something, you know, greater than us is definitely saying, hey, you get an opportunity to use your voice to make a difference and to, to help better the world. Now's your opportunity. So, you know, in a weird way, I'm sure he saw that as, as purposeful as well. So I think that's great. And, I, you know, the governor, Jerry Brown, he doesn't see the need for the law to change at the moment, but I'm sure with the right team of people, we could definitely persuade him to change his mind. Um, there's an article actually today, November 29th, um, on the front page of the LA Times that people should check out, but I mean, 
it basically says if you want to get away with murder, go ahead and hit someone with your car because the right. LAPD isn't going to do anything about it. So we've got to we've got to change something. I don't know if it means more video surveillance and 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 things that they can check up on after a hit and run. I know you know the bicyclists if they're stunned or unconscious as I was, they're not going to have time to look to see a license plate or the make of a car. So right. you know we're depending on eyewitnesses account you know eyewitness accounts or people turning themselves in. And it it really isn't about retribution. It isn't about you know getting putting people in court. I'm not. I don't want to take anyone to court, and I don't want to sue anyone. But if they're held accountable, you know, if their license is revoked, or if they're if they're fined, if there's if, if there's some penalty that that is followed up on, the likelihood of people being more cautious will will grow because they're going to know that, oh, wow, the police really do care about this issue and their video cameras in all corners of the city, you know, um, taking note of me in traffic. And if I hit a bicyclist or, or a pedestrian, I could be in big trouble. And so, you know, it, it isn't about really, for me, getting retribution because I've already forgiven the person that hit me. I don't think it's about holding a grudge or, or being upset. I think it's really about keeping the roads safe and just being a conscious driver, you know? Yeah. The person in your case was not found. No, not yet. And, um, you know, if they turn themselves in great, I'm not going to take them to court. I don't really feel like ruining someone's life. I just, I think that it's, it does, it's justice to know that people care, and it's and 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 that's really what I want is I just want people to care. I'd love to have some other people come talk to you, like Charlie Gandy wants to meet with you because this happened in Long Beach, and he's been instrumental in getting a lot of the bike facilities there. And there's other people, you know, that bike. There's lawyers who specialize in this, but of course they can't do much, right? Yeah, no, I'll be happy to talk to them. Um, you know. I'm going to be up and running very soon, probably in a few weeks. So if, you know, um, or, you know, if I feel up to having visitors, I mean, I'm having close friends and relatives, but I just, right now, my body is all scarred up and I feel a little bit like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be in pain when they come and I, I just want to make sure that I'm that I'm a good okay. host. So. Okay. Well, when you're ready, uh, yeah, you know, I'll I'll let you know for sure. Let me know. Um, There's different places that you can look if you're interested in who else is part of this movement to try to uh, have accountability for hit and runs and mm -hmm. enforcement. Uh, Damien Kevitt has a group called Finish the Ride. He was a hit and run survivor, and um, maybe we'll. Put some other links up with this interview. Great, yeah, this is great. I definitely think. I mean, there's just. I think they said. Let me see. So more than five thousand six hundred people have been injured in hit and runs from two thousand in ten years' time. You know, and it doesn't seem like you know. Of course, like when you look at cancer or heart disease, you're like, well, whatever. It's just that a hit and run, but at the same time, we're talking about eliminating cars, putting more people on bikes, you know, saving the earth, getting people out there exercising, taking care of their bodies, 
it builds community. I mean, it's just, it's just it's a wonderful thing to get behind, but not if you're afraid. And so, if there's a way to make people less afraid, that's that's what needs to be done. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a small number either. I mean, that's is that for that's just LA County. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a high number. Yeah, that's just were you like, were you were you taking the lane? Were you riding in the middle of the lane? Um, no, I I was on the side of the road, so I was on the you know I was on the the furthest side of the road <clears throat> near the parked cars near the sidewalk. Huh. Okay. Because yeah, I wasn't yeah, in the there's... middle of the road. <laughs> I think that's why he only got my left leg. Because it was he sliced me from the side, and I just went flying. So you know. Well, it's amazing to me that the attitude of some people who are in these accidents is so good. I, I mean, over and over again. Like if you talk to Damien, he he talks similarly, but maybe that's just was, the ones who are advocates. I think he was featured in this. Um, yeah, he's featured in this. LA Times article. Maybe I'll watch this video with him in it. But yeah, he he obviously is getting getting the message out. Well, um, I hope to uh, continue this conversation and see what comes of it and keep it going. Yeah, I'm momentum. grateful. Can I just ask you for a second how you got interested in this? Do you mean hit and runs or bikes in general? Well, obviously you're interested in bikes and safety. I was just curious, you know, if if you if there was a a stronger passion there because you knew someone that got hurt or if you just got interested because yeah. you're a cyclist or how that happened. Well, I, I mean, I've been doing this show for, you know, like six years. And it started out as being about environmentalism and transportation and community. But then, you know, I just became aware of the hit and run issue that, you know, car, like you said, you know, if you want to, they say, if you want to kill somebody and get away with it, just hit them with your car. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's a reason they're saying that, because people are getting away with murder. Mm-hmm. And um, I just keep hearing it over and over again. And I've met some of the people and I've met and interviewed the ghost bike volunteers who put up ghost bikes where people have been killed and hit and runs and just the gravity of those people in that group. Like Danny Gamboa made a documentary about it and there's a Facebook group. It's hard not to be inspired and, and, and you know impressed in a in a serious way by what's going on. And the people well, involved I'm proud of you, yeah, for for getting involved and, and caring and um I'm really grateful to know that there's so many, you know, organizations and outlets Thanks. and people that care. I think I mean that's huge. And if anything, this is gonna make me wanna cycle more. This is gonna make oh. me wanna you know what I mean? It's it, it's mm-hmm. not I love biking. It's one of my favorite things to do. So if anything this makes me want to get more involved and more knowledgeable and, um, yeah, just create a bigger community around it. Do whatever I can. Good. So, yeah. 
I'm well, grateful. Also, I you know I I do commute to school where I work sometimes, and you know a lot of times I have to go places where there's no bike lane. So I know that I know what the dangers are. I mean, I mm-hmm. you have to make a calculation every time. You know, is, is it worth it? And I don't think huh. it's fair that I that I should have to do that. Well, and you know, I want to encourage cyclists to take the sidewalk too because I didn't even give myself that option. Like, I just no, I'm a, I'm a bike, I'm biking, I'm I'm gonna take the road. Like, I don't, I I didn't even give myself that option. But mm-hmm. if people knew that they're allowed on the sidewalk when they feel unsafe and they didn't and they don't feel like they're gonna get in trouble for it or they're gonna be people are gonna get upset. I mean. One, we don't want cyclists hurting pedestrians, of course. That would defeat the whole purpose. But in dangerous areas, like you're saying, you know, sometimes giving yourself that option will make the difference between life and death. And if I had given myself that option, I would not be in the situation. So I think... Yeah, nobody walks on sidewalks in, in whole neighborhoods. That might be the bike freeway. Right, and that's that's what I think just giving people that option and saying, hey, save your life, take the sidewalk. You know, if there's an area where you feel unsafe or you feel is high traffic area and you need to you need to get across town, take the damn sidewalk, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I didn't even give myself that option because I, it's been ingrained in me that in L.A., sidewalks are for people and bikes have to take the street but that should not be the case like I should feel more than welcome to take the sidewalk if because someone brought that to my attention they were like well you know you should take the sidewalk and I'm like well yeah I should have but I didn't because I've you know been taught to to stay off the sidewalk but they're absolutely right I mean I that would have been perfect for me to take the sidewalk that's a very interesting. A lot of people don't even won't refuse to consider that. But there is there are a lot of people who get to work doing that too. You see all the time. You know, multicultural communities for mobility. Works with a lot of people who apparently do that. Yeah, I well, I think cyclists hold themselves to some some of them hold themselves to really high standard. And you know, like you said, will refuse to take the sidewalk. But you know, some areas. You know, it's just a smarter thing to do. I'm going to start doing that more. The thing is, it's a little slower. It is, yeah. It is. Well, you're, yeah, and you'll gauge it. If there's not a lot of traffic, then there's no point. But, you know, it's just, in my situation, if I had just had that moment of clarity of like, oh, I can just take the sidewalk here, you know, for a few streets while there's more traffic, the traffic didn't bother me. That was another thing. I was so happy. I was, like, listening to music, and I love biking. So I'm just, like, I'm in, I'm in like, Dana Wonderland, you know? Mm. Just, like, listen out. <laughs> so it was, I went from, like, complete bliss to, like, being, like, stunned. And, and you know, what's funny is I wasn't upset. I was just, like, okay, my legs sliced open. I'm, in, again, I'm not in a good situation right now this feels surreal but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crumble like I was like I gotta take care of myself like so 
someone call 911. Let's get me to the hospital. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. Let's just do this shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even when the police got there, they tried to hold me down because they've been taught to not let victims move. And I couldn't breathe, and so I started screaming at the police officer. I was like, you need to let your, get your hands off of me. Like, I need to breathe right now. Like, he just did not understand that I knew it was best for my body. And, um, but I, you know, I, it was, it was just, it was just like, I got to do what I got to do right now, because this is, this is, yeah, I knew it was, it was so surreal. It was just so surreal, but, um... And it was actually, I think that w- that whole week that I was in the hospital, because I was in the hospital for seven days, was all surreal. It was just like, is this really happening to me? It was one issue after another, and, and that's what really sucks is when your body's in a trauma like that, it isn't just your leg or your arm. It's like you have a concussion, so I had to deal with the major migraines and neck, you know, neck pain, and still I'm dealing with it, which is annoying. Um, and then the rib area, which is like so painful because it hurts your whole chest and rib cage and breathing and everything. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it was like, oh my God, really? What else do I need to worry about right now? And like have all these abrasions to my arms and my face. But you know what's cool is just watching the human body heal is like, you know, after a week, then you really start to notice, hey, my body is healing itself. It's, it's These abrasions are falling off, and, like, my new skin is underneath, and I'm going to, yeah, eventually not even know that there was a, there was anything there. I mean, that's, that's what's so incredible is we have these machines that heal themselves, and it's, and it's just, um, yeah, it's amazing. Dana, what's, one suggestion you have for people who are in a similar position who are hit while biking or injured? The best thing that has helped me has been my yoga practice. Um, I would highly encourage anyone listening to just take a yoga class and learn how to breathe properly, um, learn how to stretch and listen to their body. That has been tremendous for me in the hospital, being able to feel my body, listen to it, breathe properly, just stretching the parts of my body that I could still move made me feel so much freer, and so um, it helps with everything. It helps with every sport, and um, it's just it's been tremendous. So it, just take one yoga class if you've never done it before and um, see see how it makes you feel. But I, I just think if I hadn't had yoga, I would be in a lot worse shape. Hmm. Okay, well, thank you for talking to me, Janet. It was really good. And... To keep updated about what you're doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for wanting to talk to me. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. you too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is Bike Talk PFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.